0: Open for radio. What community sounds like. craft beer friends and welcome to another episode of tap the craft podcast i am denny loose i am coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft head brewer and owner of trek brewing in columbus ohio is john ream and john everyone wants to know how you're doing and of course what is in your glass i'm i'm doing well it's been a really long day
1: uh so i I just got home from our uh, saturday night at the brewery and uh, this morning we had a, a tour bus come through Ooh. at ten thirty, so we were over there prepping for that and padding out over forty flights in about twenty five minutes. Wow, you, um, you maxed so, out!
0: You maxed out your flight
1: boards. No, no, we still had a few spares, <laughs> so we were ready. Um, but uh, yeah, from that and then making some runs into the city and then back and and the uh, opening up and closing down and. Recording a podcast, so it's been it's been busy. Yeah. But I am I am still nursing that same uh, land grant binary star that I had two weeks ago.
0: <laughs> wow. So, that must be a big beer. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I've I've got the the last one in the six pack. So um I'm finishing my six pack tonight.
0: Hey, that's so. okay. You gotta drink what you got in the fridge. And if that's what you got, then yeah, drink it. Well, now I have nothing
1: in the fridge, so
0: Okay. Well trying to fill that thing up.
1: Yep. Yeah, I've got I've got homework now. Yeah. So, yeah. How about you? What there? What are you drinking?
0: Well, I am drinking some beer from Ninkasi Brewing, and I got their IPA sampler pack because uh, the one beer that I've been I've mentioned on the show. Maybe I think I mentioned it on the show. I mentioned it to all my friends here locally that I just fell in love with this last uh, few months is their their Prismatic IPA. I just absolutely love that beer. And I went to the store to pick up a couple six-packs when I got back from from uh, Utah. And guess what? There was none in the store. And I was just, like, crushed because I really wanted to, you know, you know drink some of that beer. But I saw that Nkasi has an IPA sampler pack, and it had three cans of the Prismatic in there, as well as their IPA, their double IPA, and their red IPA, which is what I'm drinking tonight. This is Dawn of the Red their red IPA, um, and it's good. I like Nkasi. They make some great beers. One of my, you know, they're one of my top breweries that I really enjoy. And uh, it's that if you, they only uh, distribute on the, uh, pretty much the West Coast states, maybe up in Alaska too. I don't think they get too much outside of the immediate states right next to Oregon. And so hopefully they'll distribute a little bit more as they grow. They're definitely growing. Uh, but I recommend anyone c- that can get an Nkasi brewing should go try their beers. They're fantastic. So, did you did you get me an Nkasi up in uh, Seattle much?
1: Oh yeah, we have uh, one named and I was like, yeah, yeah, I've had this beer, but apparently I didn't log it. So,
0: so I so I went and looked and see to see what I've logged in Nakasi because it's always one of those things that I always think I logged their beers, and then I realized there's a few that I hadn't logged, but I know I've had. But um, I've pretty much had almost all their beers, except for one-off stuff that they might do at the brewery that I you know, just can't get. Uh, I've, I've probably logged at least 20, 25 beers of theirs. So, um. Yeah, including this one, because it was 110 degrees at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Me. It, was, it, was that when I had it last, it said 110? <laughs> uh, yeah, this was in 2015. 2015? Okay. Yeah,
1: you were... Cooling off for the hoppy red ale.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not quite 110 right now, but it was a very nice 73, I think it was today. 73 or so. It, it really was a nice day. The only thing that made it a little bit off was the wind was a little bit breezy. It, uh, if the wind would have just been a, a lighter breeze, it would have been a lot nicer. But um, it was a beautiful spring day. And... uh it's nice to see that because we had snow last week uh, here, and I had snow in Utah. So, and week we, we before we had snow here in, in Utah. So it seems like one day a week we get snow, and the rest of the days we get some rain, wind, and sun. That's normal spring. Yeah. How about Sounds you? Are you are that. you covered in snow right now?
1: No, we did have snow this week though. <laughs>
0: yeah. <So. laughs>
1: Yeah, we went from like 70 degrees, then snow, then back up in the 60s, mm-hmm. and then snow again, and then back in the 60s now.
0: So Yeah, yeah, it's a very, very odd weather cycle we're in right now across the nation, for sure. Very strange.
1: Yeah, yeah all within a span of a week, we had 70 degrees, tornado warnings, <laughs> and snow, <laughs> and it was just a really weird sequence of events. Yeah, but, uh, all
0: you needed yeah. to throw in there was a wildfire somewhere, right? Yeah, we don't get those much anymore. <laughs> <So. laughs> all right. Well, hey, let's get into the show. But before we do that, let's go ahead and tell everyone that might be new listening to the show what we're all about. And Tap the Craft podcast is an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer. And we want to help our listeners along in their craft beer journey. We want to we let you guys experience what it is to be a craft beer enthusiast. And you are listening to episode 98, and we're recording on Saturday, April 21st, 2018. And in this episode, we will discuss the resurrection of a Utah beer icon and learn about A. Fisher Brewing, one year after the brand's rebirth. And, of course, you know you can count on John and I having some great beer conversation and, of course, some listener feedback. And uh, let's get on with the show. But before we get into the topic at hand, John... Do you have anything to update us about Trek Brewing? Uh, not too much. Um, so we're we're still working on
1: getting the finishing touches on the event space. The uh, new AV equipment should be going in the next week, assuming all the equipment comes in on time. Um, we've been waiting for the stuff that's been on order to arrive so that it can be installed. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, uh, really, the only thing is uh the 15 barrel brew house being decommissioned over at uh, seven sun. Okay. So still, so, still
0: same thing. Still being taken apart.
1: Yeah. We, we had a, a little bit of work stoppage. We we're sharing some contractors and, uh, like different priority stuff, um, falling into place, unfortunately, but, uh, it's back on track. Okay. Everybody, everybody's back on board. So we should be getting everything disconnected and moved over so we can start, Put it back together soon. So
0: okay, okay, because that was the same update we had two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> I know.
0: But okay. It's not fun for me to say the same stuff.: either, I know I know. Me. Well, we're not going to dwell on the negative. We're going to stay positive, and in two weeks from now, we hope to have some different news. That would be fantastic.: Yeah, absolutely. but but you know what you left out something. There's, there was some new additions to the brewery. Uh, like at some outdoor space additions.
1: Oh, did that happen since we last recorded? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we added some tables on the patio. <laughs> yeah, they look
0: fantastic. Yeah, I saw the picture that Kristen posted.
1: Yeah, they're uh, made by a guy locally. Um, and uh, so we added six six uh, picnic tables to the patio. Um, and they're just in time for uh, our 70 degree day um, <laughs> that we had. Um, uh, unfortunately, since then, it's either been raining or uh, a little chilly. Um, so we'll, on the the chilly days, we'll have a couple people that'll be out there for a little bit, but once it starts getting dark, everybody moves inside. Yeah. Um, just because it, it was only like 55 when the sun was out. So, oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I'm looking forward to the weather heating up. It's gonna be a nice nice thing to just sit out there with a cream ale or something and yeah. And enjoy it. So Yeah,
0: that sounds great. Yeah, I just I I remembered that just as we were getting ready to end that that uh segment. I just remembered you had those tables. Yeah, it, it all starts blurring together for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well then how about any beer events? Did anything did you do anything fun, beer related since mm-hmm. our last recording? No. No, no, nothing? Just okay. brewing a lot, okay. keeping our
1: tanks full. So.
0: Good, good, that's that's good. Keep brewing, keep those fermenters full, keep those kegs a-pumping, and the beer a-flowing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully brewing enough will let us expand our hours a bit, because that's the one thing that every person that comes into the tap room is like, why only open these two days? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. we used to only be open one day, be thankful yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, you, just, uh, you just announced the last the last show that you were opening on Fridays too. So it's only been a short time that you've been doing the two days a week.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're hopeful. You know, I don't, I don't want to move too quickly because I don't want to run out of beer. No. Um, yeah. So I think what will most likely happen is we'll extend our hours a bit on these two days, um, and then if we get to where we want to be on those days, we'll add another day.
0: Okay. But, um. Yeah. So. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, guess what? I did, you know, I was traveling in Utah for the last two weeks on business. And every time I go down, I always try to visit a new brewery that I hadn't been to before. And this time I visited two breweries. And uh, this the two breweries are a real good, uh, you know, con- contrast in, in beers that are, because uh, in Utah the law is you can't uh you know you can't serve beer on draft that's over um 4% ABV. So everything that's on draft is like a low alcohol sessionable uh beer. And I had a real contrast between the two breweries that can brew beer that is 4% and another brewery that can beer brew beer that's 4% but has great flavor and is really good beer. And so the first brewery I'm going to talk about is uh, the, a brewery that's been in the area for a long time, and I don't know why I never visited this one before. Uh, but this time I said, you know what? This this is it's time for me to visit this brewery, and it's Bohemian Brewing. Uh, it's in Midvale, uh, right outside of Salt Lake City, and um, I was able to sample all nine beers that they had on tap, and pretty much all of them were very low flavor, uh, and most of the styles because they're named after you know Bohemian, they're name they're they're German style ales and lagers and um i'll tell you i was very uh underwhelmed with the beer uh i mean there's nothing wrong with it it you know really it's clean beer i mean but honestly it tasted like i was just drinking flavored water you know it was just didn't have the body it didn't have the flavor it didn't have anything that made me say oh yeah this is a this is a beer um and i was a little bit I mean, I was. I'll tell you what the the space was nice, at the tap room, uh, and the server the service was fantastic, and the food was great. They have a great menu, good food, great service, and uh, the uh, the server that served me my my tasters again. I had nine of the different uh, beers that they had on tap. Uh, really, fa- really great job at describing each beer as it came. He brought brought them in the right order, um, lightest flavored to the the ones that had the more heavier flavors towards the end and i mean he really explained everything about all the beers really good job the only problem is the beer was just the you know which is it was just low alcohol beer with no flavor no body no substance um, but there were two beers of the nine that i thought were the best and here's the one that surprised me it was the noble hefeweizen now i enjoy a good hef. But Hefeweizen is not a beer that I drink a lot of, right? I drink it when I'm in the mood for it or if I want to try what a brewery does. But I will say that this beer probably had the most flavor of all the beers they served. Again, a German hef that had uh, banana clovey flavor in there. It actually had flavor. You actually, I think that's why I like this the most is that it had the most flavor of the beers that I had. And uh, I enjoyed it. So if you do go to Bohemian Brewing, I recommend uh, you know trying that Noble Heveweisen. It's really good. And the second one that came up right behind that one was their uh, was a was a uh, seasonal beer, rotational beer they just uh, put on. It was called their Simple Session India Munich Pale Lager. And this is another one of the beers that actually had some really good flavor in it. Um, I don't know. It was kind of like an India, like an India IPA, you know, IPL. I guess a IP. That's what they call, it, right? IPL, but a sessionable yeah. one. Um, it, it had some nice hop flavor in there, and it it had some good malt character too. It was like a combination of of a you know multi, um, a multi IPA, sessionable IPA. So that one again, the reason I like that one, it actually I actually felt like wow, there's actually some flavor. Um, a little bit of body to it too. It wasn't just flat. It was it actually had a good mouthfeel, and um, so those are the two that I really enjoyed of that brewery. So now that I just explained the one that was just like, yep, they're serving some, you know, low alcohol beer. Uh, now I'm going to go to the one that totally surprised me. And it's no surprise that the brewery that we're going to talk about in our topic today is the same brewery because after. Having their beer, I was so impressed that I had to go and and find out about this brewery. I want to find out because I never heard of them before. And this is the brewery is called A Fisher Brewing, but they just go by Fisher Brewing. And they just opened. Well, I want I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up all the secrets. I don't want to give up the topic. So I'll just talk briefly. That uh, um, I heard about this brewery opening from my buddy Alex Alex Fuchs, who's in Israel. He visited there when he was in Utah. He stayed an extra week. The last time I was there, uh, he stayed an extra week after me. And he said, Denny, you have to go to Fisher Brewing, the best brewery in Salt Lake City. And I said, oh, come on, Alex. Uh, better than Epic? I mean, Epic is epic. And he said, yeah, this brewery can brew some beer. So when Alex goes and, and props up a brewery that much to me, I had to visit it when I came back to the Utah or Salt Lake City area. So I just wanted to say that uh, I visited there with our, my friend Eloise. She also was in town on business with me. Well, not with me, but she was doing other stuff. But I, you know, we, we decided to go out for uh, dinner and beers that night, and it was always nice to have someone join you when you go visit a brewery. And while the, the Bohemian was, was very bland in flavor and body and substance, uh fisher brewing was full of flavor there was not one beer i had tried seven beers they had i think they had 13 on tap 12 or 13 on tap i tried seven of them and and i had a i had a i had seven samples and then i had a pint uh of one of them too that i the one i I really enjoyed and uh i'll tell you what they all had fantastic flavor all below four percent abv Nice body, great aroma, great flavor, very enjoyable beers, and I just I, I fell in love with this brewery uh, the moment that I uh, that I started drinking their beer, and the the beers that I enjoyed. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about three just briefly talk about three of the beers that I really enjoyed, and the first beer is called the Piney Brown, and now when you think of when I first saw the, the name piney brown i was thinking oh it's going to be an american brown ale with a little bit of bitter hoppiness to it and i was it it wasn't that it was a brown ale a very well done nutty toffee character brown ale and and the finish it didn't have a bitter finish it had a, a nice smooth finish but in the in the in the the flavor at that finish was like like pine sap, not the typical pininess you get in a hop character in in, in an IPA, but literally it tasted like I was drinking pine, like the little flavor of pine sap in the back end of that beer, along with that nutty toffee character up front finishing with that piney, man, I'll tell you what, I know it sounds kind of weird. It worked. The beer was fantastic. I actually gave that a four and a half rating. Uh, beer because it was a fantastic beer. John, have you ever experienced something like that?
1: No. And I, you know, I was trying to think, but uh, I guess, yeah, I, the closest thing I can think of some, some of the uh, like spruce tip beers. So yeah. they get a different kind of character than the hop hops do. Yeah. But I haven't had anything like that in like a, you know, Northern English brown. Type type beer. So. Yeah,
0: so a a very odd mixture that worked really well. And and thank you, John, for mentioning the spruce tips. That's exactly kind of the, what it tastes like, right? A very strong spruce tip um, character in there, and I I really enjoyed it. I and and I fell in love with that beer right away. Uh, so that that was one I recommend. If it's now they rotate beers through all the time. Every day they have new beers on. Um, they were. They were absolutely packed on a Tuesday night. The place was packed. I've I've been to a lot of breweries in that Salt Lake area, and I've never seen any of the breweries as packed as this place was on a Tuesday night. Crazy. I mean, people love it. It's booming down there, and I think it's because that they're able to get beer that has great flavor. Um, the second beer I really enjoyed was the uh, rye cream ale. And come on, John. You know that I've I appreciate a good cream ale, and you know how I love rye, and to have that uh, the, the mixture of those characters really hit the spot. Refreshing, light cream ale with some a uh, little bit of that uh, you know uh, cream corny type uh, character to there, with a, a nice uh, rye uh, character at, at the finish um, was really a, a I really appreciated it. And that was the beer I actually had a, another pint of. Uh, afterwards because I was thinking about going with a brown but I thought you know what I really feel like having something a little bit lighter uh, flavored and I really appreciated the rye character in that cream ale and that's what I went with the pint uh, after the taste Uh, have you had a rye cream before no yeah what do you think is something you might try um I don't know maybe (laughs) it's different right it's different
1: Yeah, but you know, part of me is like, yeah, it kind just kind of takes away from it being a a cream ale. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. the the rye edition in there just kind of throws me, but I I haven't had it, so can't can't really say.
0: Yeah, well, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Gave that a four and a quarter rating. That's for you Wes. The quarter rating, four and a quarter. (laughs) And then there was one more of the stuff. I mean. I had to talk about these three because these really, like, I mean, all their beers were good, but these are the ones that I really just enjoyed a lot. It's a a Citra Kolsch. Now, I've had a Citra Kolsch before, and I've had a Citra Kolsch that was of higher ABV than this one. But I'll tell you what, I hadn't had one that had such great flavor, right? It was just, I mean, it was citrusy but yet not overbearing citrusy right it wasn't like it was just taking over everything it just had that nice zesty citrus character to it with still maintaining that Kolsch, uh ale uh, quality that that you know that we enjoy um another great you know uh, i don't know great mixture of of styles there and uh, yeah so i just want to say if you are in a salt lake city area there's two breweries you have to visit Fisher Brewing and Epic Brewing. Now, can I choose which one is my favorite? It's hard to choose. Um, But if I had to say that if you wanted to go for the better experience at going and and drinking the beer in their tap room and getting stuff on tap and getting the better variety of beers, and and if you live in Salt Lake City and you want to uh, have a rotating draft list that you're not just drinking the same thing all the time, I have to give the nod to, to Fisher Brewing. These guys have fantastic beer that tastes like beer that is, you know, that is a lot higher in alcohol, uh, but has the lower, you know, alcohol that's required by law. It doesn't take anything away from Epic. Epic is still a great brewery. They brew some big beers, but you can't get them on draft. You have to buy the bottle. Uh, and so, yeah, that's my two cents. Any questions, John? No, I need to get to Utah. Yeah, yeah, you might want to come visit. I, th- I wanted to say that, just one last thing, Utah, for me, I've always dreaded going and, and drinking beer there because the beer is always, like I mentioned on the first brewery, very bland, no flavor, just lackluster. It's like, why am I wasting my time? And I'll tell you what, it's changing. You know, there's some breweries there that are brewing some really good beers that are are able to ma- maintain that 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 four percent, and I've told I said it before uh, you can really tell the brewers that know how to brew really good beers if you can brew a lighter beer with you know with maintaining good character clean uh, and even give a little bit body to if you can get a body to a four percent beer, then you're doing I mean that's that's good. I like to have a good body beer, not just this light watery stuff with good flavor so Utah is starting to, you know, they're learning to 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 get around that crappy law of having only 4% beer and making some good beer that's low alcohol. Okay, John, how about you any noteworthy beers you want to talk about since you uh we last recorded I mean, I, I know you, you said you're trying to finish up this Binary Star from your uh your six pack. Did you get any other beers that you can talk about?
1: Uh yeah, I've got a couple. Um so the first one I'll mention is actually something we've, we've had on on draft at the brewery, uh, which is from North High Brewing, It's their Filthy McNasty, uh, which is a Russian Imperial Stout Ooh. Um, that we actually picked up uh, a few months ago, but then just didn't have room to get it on. So now we're having, you know, Imperial Stout Spring.
0: So. <laughs> That's a spring um, beer right there.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it stayed cold. So, you know, it still kind of fits. But, uh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's got some big chocolate and some coffee notes to it. Okay. Uh, so it's really nice. And the, our staff has fun when people are like, and can I have the uh, North high beer? And they make <laughs> them say, I'm sorry, what did you, and like, you know, you have to say, you have to, you have to tell me what beer you want. And yeah. so they make people say filthy McNasty. <laughs> um, so some people, uh, just go for it. And then the, there's some folks that just feel weird saying it, I guess. So, yeah. Um, but we've had some fun with that. Oh, good. Right. Um, and then uh, this past week, I w- I was at of Seventh Son uh, meeting with them about the brew house, and uh, grabbed their nonsense IPA, um, which is uh they they described as New England um IPA. Okay, I would say it's not <laughs> that easy. Yeah, um, but still got some great uh flavor and aroma to it. So okay, it was very very pleasant, and it clocked in at only like six point six percent i think so that's uh, low yeah yeah so um which i appreciated yeah yeah i mean hey i've up my i've up my game from one over the last couple episodes so excellent there you go that's good um
0: how about you yeah well i already talked about a few of the beers that i had at those breweries i have two more i want to add that aren't from those breweries the first one is my last beer that I, I was drinking from our buddy Kevin Page, who sent me some some great beers from North Carolina. Uh, this is from Heist Brewing. It's called the Blurred is the World, North uh, New England IPA. This beer, I cracked open the can. It, was, it came in a 16-ounce can. I cracked the can open. I'm literally like two feet away from the opening of the can, and it smelled like a, a big, giant, like Tropical Fruit Farm just popped in my nose, and This thing had so much tropical fruit aroma. I was like, I was drooling just from the aroma. Before I even poured it in the glass, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to drink this. Poured that sucker in the glass and drank it. Guess what? Flavor, just as juicy, tropical, great character. Um, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed this beer. I gave it a four and a half cap rating. Only because it didn't quite live up to the body that I expect from what I've gotten from other New England style IPAs from that area, from uh, that he sent me, and uh, so I gave it a, a half half cap knock because the body, the mouthfeel wasn't as creamy as I'm used to getting, or you know soft and and creamy as as I'm used to getting from that style. So I I just docked it a little bit, but hey, still a great beer. Thank you, Kevin, for sending that my way. I really appreciate it and really. Really liked it. And the second beer is an odd one. Uh, this is a beer that I, I have been wanting to try for at least six years. And uh, it just, you know, I have to go travel to Florida to get it. And my buddy in Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie, never sent me this beer to try when he sent me, uh, you know, beer love in the past. So I had to go to Utah to get Cigar City's Alai IPA. And, uh, I was shocked when I went into the liquor store because normally I, I show up at there, I, I go to the, the state run liquor store to buy some specialty beers that are above the 4% range. And when I walked in, right in front of me was Cigar City Hyalai. And I said, okay, I'm getting some of that because I've never tried it and I've wanted to try it for a long time. Now, did it li- live up to the hype? And, uh, and this is what is, uh, is, I don't know if it's, uh, it's just a, the, it just shows that the change in times right right now that we have so many different fantastic great IPAs out there that some of the old favorites of people that were great back 6 7 years ago they're just okay there's not a bad beer but they're just okay now when you've had all these wonderfully flavored IPAs I still gave this beer a four cap rating because I think it it is a very enjoyable IPA. I really did enjoy it, but it wasn't enough to move it up there to the four and a half to five range for me because, again, in this time of of uh, of craft beer, there's so many great like different styles of IPA that a little bit better I think. So John, have you had High before, and what do you think?
1: Uh, I have, but it's been a few years um, from when I was in Florida a while back, so um, my memory of it is not that great. Mm. Not that I like, I just don't remember it that well. Yeah, not that it. Yeah, it, I, yeah. It, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you so, mean. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm I'm not really sure. I'll have to revisit.
0: Okay, so. okay. Well, maybe you can revisit it here in, next week and and let me know what you think. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> it is if you have a chance to grab a can just go on tap or whatever i'm sure you're going to be out and about yeah yeah hitting all the florida nightlife yeah so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well hey that's that's the new noteworthy beers for us let's go into some feedback we didn't have any voicemail this last two weeks that's okay we had one before uh we can we can live without it but hey if you want to get your voice heard leave us a voicemail But we uh, had a Twitter poll. I'm going to talk about that real quick. The Twitter poll just reminds you what it was. Um, It was, there's a new beer trend out there called Glitter Beer. Are you interested in trying a Glitter Beer? And the the two uh, choices were yes, bedazzle that beer, or no, beer is for grownups. Okay, we had 23 votes, and uh, it's no surprise that the uh, the lower votes was the yes, bedazzle that beer with five votes. Uh, Eighteen votes were for no beers for grownups. And uh, it, you know what? I'm not too surprised about that because that was my initial reaction when I heard about Glitter Beer myself. I'm really curious to find out from our listeners. Uh, and, and we had actually a listener that, that provided feedback after the show and after he already had voted. Uh, earlier but uh let me know if our conversation on that episode actually changed your mind and maybe opened up your mind to maybe trying glitter beer in the future if it comes about maybe you were like dead set no but then after hearing me talk about it maybe it you know you're like okay maybe i will try it if denny can try it then maybe it's good for me too uh, so let me know all right, um, because we're recording a day earlier than normal, I haven't actually put the poll out yet, but guess what? I can foretell the future of the poll and let you guys know now what the poll is because uh, I'm going to put it on there on Sunday. And the next poll is uh, about spring. Spring is in the air, or at least moments of spring, as John and I already talked about. One minute it's nice and beautiful weather. Next minute it's, it's wintertime. Uh, but don't worry. Pretend it's spring. What beer style catches your fancy in spring? And again, I can only come up with four styles for the Twitter poll. They don't give you more than four choices. So I chose the ones that I thought most people would gravitate towards for spring beers. The first choice is a lager. Keep in mind, lager can be any type of lager, a Doppelbach, a, a bock, a regular Bach, a Doppelbach, uh, a, a Euro lager, a Mexican lager, you know, any kind of, of lager you can come up with uh, is, is a, you know is a choice. Then uh, wheat ale, that could be a Heveweizen or just regular wheat, pale wheat, whatever, any kind of uh, wheat ale. Or how about a, a Saison or farmhouse ale? And the last one is a pale ale. Again, I left IPA out of this because I think some people will just make IPA all year round. I didn't want to give IPA more props than what it should, so I left that out. So vote for one of the four. Let us know what, what, what kind of beer fancies your springtime delight. And you'll have until uh, Sunday, April 29th to get your vote in. So get out there and vote. All right, John. Well, why don't you go ahead and start us off with Jason's feedback? Yeah, so our buddy Jason Lacey at JW
1: Lacey had some feedback on the poll from uh, from Twitter. He said, I have to say I had the same opinion as Denny when they started this week's topic, but after the discussion on the show, I like to give the old Glitter Beer a try. There you go. So See? I mean,
0: I made a difference out there. You've got one conversion. (laughs) One conversion. I'll take it. I mean, at least, come on, we got to be open to trying different things. It's not like they're making you drink something that's like nasty. It's just uh, the, the sound of it when you first hear about it just sounds like, you know, arts and craft glitter. And who wants to drink arts and craft glitter? But it's not quite that, right? It is a different style of of glitter that's a fine fine ground powdery stuff i'm all about the appeal like i enjoy looking at a good beer right the coloring of the beer the bubbles coming up the head when i see the, the you know the a nice you know a nice beer i lost the word i was thinking of but you know a nice uh uh never mind okay <laughs> We also had a listener question and John, I'm going to go ahead and, and read off Chad Lamasa's uh, question because this is directed towards you, so I thought that'd be good. So Chad Lamasa on Twitter, he he asked, "Speaking of wives breaking glasses, mine broke my Trek glass. Oh no. <laughs> Last time I checked they weren't available in the shop. I got it as a reward for pitching in and I miss and pitching in and I miss having it. Any plans on selling them again?" on your online store. Uh, yeah, we, we do plan on bringing them back. Um,
1: but, uh, it's been one of those like back burner items because the, the store doesn't do a a lot of business. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not a huge priority. It's, you know, uh, but yes, they will, they will appear in there probably sooner (laughs) than later. Um, this is really, I have to carve out the time to get the photos all the way we need them. And, get it all uh up up in there but um yes yes
0: timeline i have no idea okay okay but (laughs) you know the photos are easy because i've seen Kristen post a number of truck brewing glass photos with beer in them on uh on yeah the 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 store
1: photos have to be certain
0: dimensions um
1: (laughs) and i have to do all this all the scaling and Chris likes <laughs> to take photos, that once I crop them and get them down, the right thing, it don't actually work. So I get it. Yeah,
0: it's a thing. So okay. okay. So um, all right, all right. Well, what if uh, what if Chad sent you uh, you know a letter and saying, "Hey, here's some money. Can you send me a glass? Would that work?" Only if it comes by carrier pigeon. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, hey, you want to get those truck? You know, glasses out to people so they can show them off. Or, you know what? Here's a better thing, Chad. Why don't you come visit Trek Brewing and grab a glass uh, from the brewery?
1: Yeah, they're available in, in the brewery. Yeah, so, yeah. Just grab a pint, the...
0: drink it, and then put the glass in your pocket and walk out. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, we do have the sniffers available
1: and our little taster glasses too. So,
0: oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. Chad, I'm sorry that your wife broke your Trek glass, but I'm glad that you are looking forward to getting more Trek brewing glassware in your house. And John will get back to you eventually with how you can order glassware.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll happen soon because now, now it's on Kristen's radar because she saw the tweet, so okay. she'll be on me to, to get it done.
0: So. <laughs> Good on her. Good on her. All right. Well, keep in mind, guys, we still have this – Name that beer uh, for Trek Brewing contest going on. If you can come up with a Trek-themed beer name for whatever style that you want to do it for, uh, submit that to our email address. And I'll tell you the email address here in, a, in a, just a minute. And uh, give us a little background on why, on, a, on the beer name you're you're choosing, the style you think it would go good with, and why you chose that name for that beer. And you will have a chance to win a Trek Brewing T-shirt uh, come episode 100. We will be giving that away. We have had a few entries. Keep in mind that um, please try to verify that the name is not already taken um, or the brewery. The name isn't related to a brewery. Also, um, that would be very helpful in uh, getting your choice uh, selected. And uh, again, you have till episode 100. So. We'll keep reminding you. Keep sending those entries in. Any comments, John?
1: One month ago.
0: One month ago. That's it. That's it. Okay. And if you want to uh, send those contest entries in, you can do that easily through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com. Also send your questions, comments, uh, you know, Bear Journey stories, whatever you want, send them to me. I will reply back, and I enjoy getting all the feedback from our listeners. Also on Twitter at Tap the Craft. And, of course, on our Facebook page. Just find us at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. And we do have a voicemail number. If you don't want to worry about typing out a message or finding us on social media, just pick up the phone. Call 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. And just leave your message on our voicemail line, and we will play it on the show for everyone to hear, and we'll answer your questions on air. And we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide our hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy all the great content that John and I put out, we know you'll find some other great shows like the following. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Forum Radio Network over at openforumradio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Forum Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husband's Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Entertainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, Thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today. And please leave these fellows a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. All right. Now it's time for our Brew Buzz segment. And, of course, the Brew Buzz segment is devoted to various beer-related topics. And this week we discuss the resurrection of a lost Utah brewery and how they are changing the face of Salt Lake City beer scene. We learn about the A. Fisher Brewing uh, Company. And so let's just uh, start off with what is, you know, what's the story? What's this all about? Uh, you know, why am I talking about this Utah brewery? Well, the reason I already kind of mentioned earlier in the show why I'm talking about it, I've just, I went there and I just kind of really enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed the beer and I, I was fascinated by their logo because their logo looked like it was a store, like an old school, old time beer label logo and when I started doing research I found out that guess what this was an old-time beer uh, label a beer label that was uh, you know that's been revitalized into a brand new brewery so let's go ahead and talk about you know what is all about this uh, Fisher brewing so in 19 or no in 1884 a German immigrant named Albert Fisher started a Fisher Brewing Company in Salt Lake City by 1905, Fisher employed 50 people and produced about 75,000 barrels of beer annually. Not too bad for that time. The Fisher beer continued to grow and prosper until 1917 when the Utah legislature outlawed alcohol. That's not good when the state says, nope, no more alcohol in our state. Uh, breweries can't survive when that happens. Well, guess what? Even worse, when uh, prohibition came about, In 1920, uh, you know, they forced all American breweries and distilleries to go, you know, to shut down, and that was put an end to Fisher Brewing altogether. Then with the end of Prohibition in 1933 came the 21st Amendment, which gave the states the right to control alcohol. So now the states are in control of whether or not they uh, are able to serve alcohol or not and control the laws surrounding that alcohol sales. In 1934, Albert's son... Frank reopened Fisher Brewing with Albert's grandson, Bill. Now, the reason why these people started back up the brewery is because Albert actually died uh, shortly after the the brewery went out of business uh, the the first time. So the original owner died. His son and grandson decided to reopen it in 1934. It cost them a fortune. Back then, it was $250,000 to recondition the plant and install new equipment just to open that brewery back up. That's a lot of money, right? That, I mean, $250,000 in 1934. Um, what do you think? A million dollars right now? Back then, you think? But what, what is the, the rate? Is? Oh, it's hard to um, not I'm not an economist or economist, so I don't know, or historian. But it's it's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I was
1: trying to... Get one of those like inflation calculators
0: <laughs> to see if we can figure it out. Okay, you keep doing it in the background. I'll keep talking just a little bit more. So, uh, so they opened back at the brewery in 1934. At the same time, at the, they allowed that Utah allowed uh, breweries or alcohol to be produced again in the state. They put into law that beer could be no stronger than 3.2 percent alcohol by weight, which is an odd measure. It equals 4% by volume, which we've already been talking about earlier in the show that Utah's laws prohibited from selling beer uh, on draft above 4%. Uh, Fisher continued to brew stronger beer for export outside of the state, and those beers contained 4.8% alcohol by weight or 6% by volume. So these are beers that he would produce and then sell it outside of the state of Utah where it was legal. The brewery continued to prosper brewing tens of thousands of barrels per year until the mid 60s when it was went through a, a bunch of uh, acquisitions by larger breweries until it was finally just shut down the utah plant was shut down put out of business in 1967 and that's yeah, so that
1: uh, that investment that would have been 4.7 million
0: dollars today 4.7 shut down yeah wow 4.7 million dollars but that was still 30 Three years later, it shut down. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a lot of money they, to invest. Yeah, they, they probably
1: added some more uh, tanks. To stuff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> in that time frame, I'm sure they did. So, uh, 1967, Fisher Brewing no longer existed. Now, John, uh, let's talk about this comeback. What 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 happened here?
1: Yeah. So the the great great grandson of uh, one Mister Albert Fisher, uh, Tom Fisher Ramondi uh partnered up with three friends steve Stephen brown colby frazier and tim dwyer uh, to start up a new brewery and they all agreed it would be great to name the brewery after a utah beer icon so a fisher brewing was reborn yeah and um, so the last uh the last beer to be sold from fisher was in 1967 and 50 years later in march of 2017 uh the new a fisher brewing uh opened and started selling beer under the historical name once again and they even had the original historic label
0: yeah which is uh it's it's not it's not fancy but it gives you that nostalgic feeling like when you walk in and you see their logo it just makes you feel like you're you've gone back in time you know into a time where you know labeling was pretty bland and and uh, it's iconic right especially in utah where people that were, grew up with that beer they you know they really loved that fisher lager that they got back in the day
1: yeah and they, they were able to do that because uh tom's cousin held the state trademarks to uh all the fisher properties mm-hmm. and that made the transition very easy to get the federal trademarks yeah and uh, that last beer in 1967 was the fisher lager so it was being sold when it closed. So to pay homage to the brand, they they reopened with their version of the Fisher Lager and sold out in two days.
0: Two days. They opened up two days later, that beer that they they wanted to, you know, pay homage to, to the, the original, gone. Two days. People just came in and just swallowed it up like it was uh you know, liquid gold. Liquid gold. So that's the story behind this whole brewery. And I I find it fascinating that this family, generations after this brewery is shut down, they kept talking back. You know, the I I read a bunch of different stories from Tom's uh, rec- recollection of of why they brought this back, and he, he and his friends and his and his family they all wanted to always wanted to reopen the brewery, and they just you know they heard about all the good times and all the stuff that you know that benefited from the family from the brewery and. And there's talks about doing it, but it wasn't until just about six years ago that they finally said, okay, let's do this thing, and they put it in motion and started you know, making, making everything happen until finally last year it, it came true where they actually served their first beer. And I, I think it's a great story. I think that there are probably a lot of brands like this in other states that we don't know about and if you in if our listeners out there have a brand like this that went out of business in the 70s or 60s that was a, a really great beer that people loved and 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 they wished that that brand would come back let us know cuz i'd be curious to to find out about those breweries too but it really just struck a chord with me that that i want to talk about you know that that this is a you know kind of a cool thing not only is it cool that they're rebranding and bringing this brand back is that it's Again, the beer is fantastic. It's not like it's they're, they're just, you know, playing off the name. The beer is really really good. And the, you know, Fisher Brewing, they made their their name back in the day by serving one beer, right? They or well, maybe a couple beers, but for the most part, it was an Amer. it was a German pilsner. You know, that's what they served, and that was the Fisher beer at the time. And now with the new Fisher Brewing, they can't just serve one beer, right? They need to you know, go out and, and serve their customer in the 21st century. And uh, they're brewing a bunch of different varieties of styles and doing a really good job. And it's I just want to prop them up so that people come visit Salt Lake City, they make an effort to go visit Fisher Brewing. So let's talk about the brewery details a little bit. The brewery is employee-owned. It's located in an old auto and paint shop that they, re, they converted into the brewery. Uh, in the granary district of Salt Lake City it has an open concept space the brewing equipment is right there in the background it's like the backdrop of the brewery no walls put up no glass nothing it's out in the open and at, you know and as you're sitting drinking beers you're, you're you're looking in on all the equipment now they're not brewing at the time that people were in there but it's kind of cool that it's just not a you know that they want that that experience of the the brewery at least you know seeing the the thing in their, their space. I, I appreciate that. Um, there's no food served. It's not a pub. It's actually just a tap house, which is strange for me because everywhere I go in Utah where I visit a uh, tap room, it's usually got food because that's one of the, the rules is you have to have food with uh, with the beer you serve. But they don't have any food. They have food trucks that come and visit, rotate, rotate through, park on the street. So you have access to food. But nothing served there, on um, there, you know, by them. So that's that's okay. Just keep in mind that that's just the thing. Also, parking is very difficult in that area. Uh, we drove around a little bit before we found parking and had to walk in a, a little bit. It wasn't too bad of a walk, but um, I can see that uh, you know parking's not the greatest. So and be careful because they don't mark their hydrants with red paint. And if you park in front of a hydrant, you will get a ticket. Ask my buddy Alex. He got a parking ticket for parking in front of the uh, fire hydrant when he was there. Um, They have 14 taps, which is pretty good. 14 taps, I think, you know, at least 13 of them were filled when I was there. They only have one beer that they keep on tap all the time. And guess what that beer is? It's the classic American lager, the beer, the lager that pays homage to the original Fisher lager, which is kind Of a pilsner style beer, the rest rotate through, and and they, you know, what I've read all the articles I read on Fisher Brewing, they don't have a set schedule or anything, they just kind of brew whatever they feel like brewing. They have an idea one morning, they say, You know what, I want to brew this beer like a piney brown, and they just brew it, or a rye cream ale, whatever it is, they just brew it and they serve it, and they're bringing new beers on every single day. They rotate a new beer in when we were there. They blew out two of their servings when we were there in one night. Uh, I mean, they're going through beer a lot. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of nice that, uh, that they're doing well. And I, like I mentioned before, we were there on a Tuesday evening. We left there like at 10 o'clock at night. They were still packed. At 10 o'clock at night, the place was packed full. And when we first got there, we um, stood outside in their little beer garden area, and then finally some people left. We went to the bar, and we sat at the bar and, and – uh, Enjoyed some some seating and and uh, I was able to get more beers quicker there at that point because it was I didn't have to walk back to the bar every time. They uh, they do fill growlers and crowlers. There's no other packaging, so you can't get their beer in, in bottles or cans. You have to go to the brewery and you have to uh, you know drink it there or uh, grab a growler or a crowler on the way out. And there was lots of of growlers and crowlers being filled up uh, from the people that live locally. I think that, you know, you see them walking in, grabbing their stuff and walking, you know, back out. Another interesting thing is they, uh, they need, right before they were opening, they need a little extra cash. They were kind of cash strapped. They need to f- do some extra work to finish up the tap room. So they went ahead and w- uh, started a Kickstarter campaign. And they, their goal was just to raise $7,500 to, you know, help finish some tables and finish and get some uh, bars, you know, get some stools and do some, some minor stuff around the tap room just to finish that up. Within two days after they started their Kickstarter, they 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 met their seventy-five hundred goal, and by time the thirty days was up, there was over two or over twenty thousand dollars they raised for the brewery. So that was pretty. That shows that there was a lot of interest in this brewery, uh, you know, being successful. That people wanted to help, uh, you know, help them out and get in their start. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. And it's kind of like you know, it's you guys, uh, trying to get your patio going. You know, it was you guys did yeah. a. Uh, a, a similar thing. So it's it's nice to see that the community can gather around to help out a, a especially a, a brewery that doesn't exist. Right at that time, they didn't exist. They were just building off of a name that existed at one time. All right, I think that pretty much sums it up, John. What uh, you have any questions or comments on anything that we uh, talked about on Fisher Brewing?
1: Not really. No.
0: Is it um, does it intrigue you at all, or is it kind of something cool? Yeah,
1: I mean, although the you could say like any brewery, like, Hey, is this intrigue you to go visit? Like, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but no, I, I love things with a story like this. And I mean, it, it really mirrors Trek as well. Cause you know, we were shut down by prohibition and <laughs> kind of, kind of, like a Phoenix rise from the ashes, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I love, I love places that have this kind of history. So,
0: yeah, yeah. They, I mean, and, uh, as we mentioned there was four guys uh three of them are were involved in uh beer and one of them wasn't so they're they're all investors that uh, originally came up with the the idea uh two of them worked together out in uh, they're actually engineers John like you they were out doing wind they they went out to different remote sites and they would uh do analysis for wind uh in the areas for putting up windmills and they would do all their engineering and they, they work together and then after you know they just they, they decided they wanted to start this brewery up. That's kind of cool that uh, you know you just get your friends together and say, hey, we got an idea, let's raise the money and let's let's do this thing. Okay. Well, guess what, John? We're having a short show. I told you it'd be short, John. I didn't tell our listener because I didn't want to get them all upset that we're gonna have a short show, but uh, it's time to end this thing because uh, you've got some stuff to do, I got some stuff to do. Um, so, but before we end, let's go ahead and uh, raise our glass to uh, anyone we'd like to raise a glass to this week.
1: Yeah, just raise a glass to uh, all the listeners. You know, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for chiming in on Twitter that you secretly love Glitter beer, even though you won't admit <laughs> it. Um, you know, I appreciate it. You know, we like to get on here and just chat beer. And Honestly, we'd probably do it even if none of you were out there. But uh, it's awesome being able to talk with you all. So,
0: Thanks. All right. That's good. Yeah. I I just want to raise my glass to all of our listeners, to great, great listeners. Also want to raise my glass to my friend Eloise. She helped me out of a, of a situation this uh, last week. And I really appreciate her help and uh, glad that she was there to, to give me a hand. And of course I want to raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there uh, protecting our freedoms. I know it's not easy, I know that sometimes you're forgotten, but, hey, I never forget. I just raised my glass to you. Thank you for your service and come back safely to your family soon. I want to also raise a glass to Hopcloth Apparel for partnering up with us, and I encourage all of our listeners to go visit their site at www.hopcloth.com and check out their creative craft beer clothing line and use the code TAPTHECRAFT, all one word, at checkout to get free shipping on your order. All right, and you can find the beers and the links to articles mentioned in the show on the show notes posted at openforumreo.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And John, how can our listeners follow you?
1: On Twitter at Prime Brewing, untapped, Prime WA. And you can follow Trek Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trek Brewing. Or visit us on the web at trekbeer.com.
0: Excellent. All right, it is last call. It is time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend and, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitch Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers.